Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, section 4, chapter 40, continued. In that same year, 1555, Philip was going around the seven churches of the city on foot when he fell into a violent fever, exhausted by the walk. It gripped him for many days, but did not take his life. A prediction. Massimiano Borgo was invited by a certain great man to live with him, and although he was unwilling, he accepted, on condition that he might never be involved in commercial business for he desired to be intent only on God. However, the man broke his word and tried to use his guest services for his own ends. Though Massimiano remained steadfast in his purpose. As a result, the rest of the household began to act very offensively towards him to please their master. Being a man of discernment, he realized what was happening and decided to remove himself from the house as soon as possible. But when Philip heard of it, he persuaded him not to, and warned him, in a spirit of prophecy, that if he did so, trying to escape from the cross, he would ever afterwards have to live with a troubled soul. And what he said was certainly true. Messimiano ignored his advice, and from then on felt himself anxiously tossed between pondering and deliberation, as by the billows of the sea, though his life was still praiseworthy in the service of God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, choices of priests, voice of prophecy, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yesterday, we heard about Saint Philip's charismatic grace of discernment of spirits that he could tell the motivation of people, he could tell what they had done, even without their having manifested it to him by words or any other way. This is one of the graces that St. Paul lists, among the graces that build up the church, graces that are for the common good, that are for other people's sanctification, as a sign of God's presence. God gives to certain men and women these charismatic graces, first of all, to persuade people to believe. He gives them the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge. He gives them faith, certainty about faith, in order they might present the gospel to people in a persuasive way. They might have certainty about what they say. They might find ways of explaining divine things. They might find ways of explaining human things. 
And this is how the gospel is spread. Primarily, people who are in love with Jesus Christ, like St. Philip, telling other people about what Christ has done with the special grace of the Holy Spirit to do so. But to confirm that message, God gives prophecy. He gives discernment of spirits. He gives the ability to perform miracles to some saints. He performs the ability to heal. Because those activities, either by giving someone a benefit or by giving them some special sign of power or by knowing something that only God can know by prophecy or by knowing something about their interior that only God can know. God confirms the message of the gospel. And people are persuaded to believe that God is truly present, that God has truly revealed these things. And God raised up St. Philip in the 16th century as the apostle of Rome. When all over Europe, people were breaking away from the church, starting their own churches, God raised up some at the very center of the church's life who would not leave it, but would work from within to reform it. And not because of his own power, but as an instrument of the Holy Spirit, someone given these amazing graces to persuade people, to convict them. And one of these graces tonight is prophecy. That St. Philip knew in advance what would happen to Massimiano if he ran from this cross. We cannot hear this story without remembering the story of St. Philip when he was first a priest, four years earlier, when for two years he was persecuted by those terrible sacristans who tried to drive him out, who tried to win favor with the leader of the confraternity who was envious of St. Philip. And here again, Massimiano is persecuted, he's cursed, he's treated offensively, as people are trying to please their master who's upset with him. And St. Philip encourages Massimiano to stay there. Don't flee. God was bringing good out of this. But Massimiano didn't listen. And so it wasn't that he later fell into sin. It wasn't that he lived a bad life after. There are people that don't listen to Philip Loher later on who end up in a very bad way. Now, Simeon doesn't end up in a bad way. He's still in the service of God, but he's uncertain. He's blown back and forth. He ran from the cross, and from then on, he, he had a kind of troubled soul. So let us beg the Holy Spirit tonight to raise up in his church men and women with charismatic graces. This is not primarily about a prayer meeting or talking in tongues, though tongues and interpretation of tongues are for proclaiming the gospel in places of which it's very difficult to communicate it, primarily. There are other little gifts, but it's primarily for that, for the proclamation of the gospel. It can be intelligently understood by other people. It can be proposed in an intelligent audible way. So God does give these graces, graces to proclaim the gospel, graces to confirm the gospel, graces to make the gospel known. But we have to ask the Lord, raise up apostles. Jesus says, 
The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray that the Lord of the harvest will send out laborers into his harvest. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.